Hey, I'm Elissa Nicole Trust, an actor and writer based in New York City. I'm Lauren Schaffel, an actor and producer also living in New York City. And, and we are Positive Creativity Podcast. Positive Creativity is a podcast where we speak with artists from all disciplines about how they got their start, what's inspiring them, and how they stay positive in the entertainment industry. We speak with artists based in New York, L.A., and beyond. Our goal is to give creative artists a platform to share their experiences and talk about their work. We hope that our listeners will enjoy the insights, stories, and perspectives from a diverse group of artists from all sides of the industry. Thanks for listening. Lauren Viteri is an executive producer who has over 200 credits to her name, most notably 10 seasons of VH1's Love & Hip Hop New York. In 2018, she and her cousin co-founded Dola Media, a content creation agency that produces everything from commercials and docu-series to internal corporate content for Fortune 500 companies. Lauren lives in New Jersey with her wife, their newborn son, and very clingy King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. We had so much fun chatting with Lauren. It was so interesting to hear about the way that reality TV functions as opposed to narrative TV, and we just really enjoyed hearing her story of being an executive producer and working in music to eventually owning her own company. Lauren is so warm and down-to-earth, and we are especially excited for her in her newest venture as mom. We smiled so many times throughout this episode and know that you will too. Happy listening. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. We're really excited to chat with you. I'm super excited to chat with you guys too. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Our pleasure. So we always start with this question. What is currently inspiring you? It's, it's definitely a twofold answer. So like currently my wife is inspiring me. She always inspires me, but she is almost 40 weeks pregnant and wow. going to deliver our baby boy any day now. Our due date is just in a couple of days from now. And um, she is planning, our birth plan is to deliver unmedicated. So that is kind of inspiring the hell out of me right now. Just how she's handled the whole pregnancy, um, the grace with which she's done it. And um, yeah, I'm kind of just in awe. And I know like I'm going to be even more in awe after this, you know, whole thing even happens. Um, so that's like just, I don't know, truly like knocking me on my ass, I have to say. And the whole concept of really like becoming a mother um, in a few short days, like just, you know, going about my normal life. And now in a couple of days, my, my whole life is going to just completely changes. I don't know. It's a little nuts right now. I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's wow. That's super inspiring. But also I hear you. That is, it's like, uh, Oh, I feel like it's the calm before the storm, you know, it is. Like, and that's what it feels like. Everyone's like, Oh, get your sleep now. Like there's this magical sleep bank you could pull from, which there isn't. And I wish there was, you know, cause I know I'm going to need it, but they're like, get your sleep, do what you need to do. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's just nuts. Like it, the, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Um, and I lost my own mother a few years ago, unfortunately. So I'm at such an interesting intersection of time right now. Like trying to take everything, you know, my mother was and embody all those aspects that made her such a great mother and also trying to navigate the waters of like doing it without her where most people yeah. have their mom, you know, 
Um, so yeah, and it's just, uh, it's nuts, but that's like, personally, that's what's inspiring me on, on the personal side. Um, and business side, uh, yeah, I mean, business side, I kind of created a new division of our company, um, that's dedicated to creating internal corporate content that like, frankly, doesn't suck. So we're focusing on like HR, DEI, um, training content using like celebrities and influencers instead of boring corporate people and shooting it like your favorite TV show instead of like a boring corporate video. So um, that's kind of what's been like inspiring me on, on our business side as well. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. That's so that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, all of that is so inspiring, the journey to motherhood. And I'm sure you have all of these expectations about how it's going to go and what it's going to be like. And it's going to be so different when you're actually living it. But right. I'm really excited for you Thank and you. Um, really just hope that everything goes smoothly with your wife. Um, I, I cannot even fathom an unmedicated birth. <laughs> wow, it's just amazing. And um, and that's really such a cool idea that you are creating <laughs> these corporate videos, but in a fun way. I yeah. mean, I think we've all had to sit through those and they're just so cringy they're and corny and boring, but the content is really necessary and important. So yeah. to serve it in a way that's actually enjoyable is brilliant. You know, it's kind of like how we want to create educational content for kids, but we want to disguise it as not um, educational. Like we just right. want them to think that they're watching TV. So um, the fact that it hasn't been done before is sort of mind blowing, but amazing that you have created this new division. Yeah, we fell into it like by accident um, in the sense that a, a client asked us like, hey, our content really sucks. Could you guys redo it? And, and we kind of just poured some creative kerosene on it and was mm -hmm. like, wow, this is something that like should be done. There's so many companies that have needs for this, especially trying to um, merge the remote and in-person workforce um, and create a, a better culture in companies. So um, there's a lot of opportunity there. And we're just excited to use all the acumen and experience that we have uh, to do it in a different realm, you know? So yeah. it's been really, it's really interesting. So we'd love to hear your story, taking us back. How did you become a producer? What was your your journey to to that path and your interest in the music industry as well? Sure. Definitely. So I, I think I always knew I was going to be in, in the entertainment industry. I grew up playing music my entire life. My my grandmother, who actually our company is named after, Dola Media, my grandmother's name was Dola. She was a genius classical pianist, like just insane and had nine grandchildren. And none of us were ever given the choice to not take piano lessons. It was like just a, a non-factor. So at five years old, all of us took piano lessons. And for me, it just really stuck. Like music was and is always my passion uh, first. Um, and my family, you know, that I grew up in was very musical. My cousin, who's my business partner, is a great musician. Um, and yeah, so from piano, like, kind of taught myself guitar and bass and drums and, you know, played in bands and did recitals. And I realized I hated performing in front of people. Like, I would cringe and be the most nervous ever. I remember piano recitals, I would take my sheet music and like, uh, like shred it in my hands before I ever like I got up to the piano just because I was so nervous. And I would memorize these insane classical pieces because I knew that I would like shred my sheet music and I couldn't rely on it then. 
because wow. I was just so nervous. Yeah. So I think I kind of realized I'd be better behind the scenes. So, uh, you know, cut to whatever, graduating, I, I kind of went right into the music industry because I, I knew that was, you know, what I wanted to do. And I was the managing editor of something called the Musicians Atlas. It was this like big annual um, contact guide. It was, this was like pre-LinkedIn and Facebook, which I'm kind of dating myself, but it listed all the contacts in the music industry. Um, so I was the managing editor of that, and I was the program director of something called the Independent Music Awards, which was this international music awards program that um, honored works in over like 100 different categories and was evaluated by famous judges. So my job was to go get the famous judges and deal with all the talent and musicians. Um, and I absolutely loved it. So I thought I was going to do the music industry forever. And after 10 years, I kind of got a little tired out and for some reason decided to get in an equally crazy industry of, of film and TV. <laughs> um, so uh, at the end of my run, I was like uh, doing I was on the board of directors of women in music for seven years in New York City, uh, ran all their events with a bunch of these amazing women. And I was at this company that wanted to do this web series um, called Groovable Feast. And the concept was simple. It was just a host who was this amazing New York City singer songwriter named Richard Julian. And he would take famous musicians and writers to their favorite New York City restaurants to chat about their career. And then the artist would perform a live show. So it was like a really simple model. We shot six episodes. And that was my very first taste of really being like behind the scenes as a producer. And I just mm. completely fell in love. Um, so we had people like um, Suzanne Vega that we shot at Tom's Diner after her famous song. We had Jesse Harris, who's a composer for Nora Jones and Josh Ritter and a bunch of these other like amazing musicians. And it was like this web series that kind of just aired, you know, on, on this website and on YouTube. But it just really gave me that that first taste. Um, and at the time, my cousin, my business partner's wife was working for a small production company. And she's like, listen, I know you're looking to kind of get out of the music industry. Why don't you come interview here? And I did. And um, I started on doing two TV movies for History Channel as an associate producer. And it was around that time that this company had just gotten the um, bid for Love and Hip Hop. And, and the rest was kind of history. I interviewed with that creative team and I came on officially season two of Love and Hip Hop and moved up from AP to producer to co-EP and was eventually show running um, Love and Hip Hop New York. Um, and I was also the casting producer on all the seasons from season two through 10 through Atlanta, Miami, Hollywood, worked on all their reunion shows and specials and spinoffs. Um, and that kind of like, you know, that, that was, uh, I, you know, I did that for years. I mean, love and hip hop was like my, my baby. I, I uh, saw that show from the beginning until I left in 2018 to start my own company with my, with my cousin. Oh my goodness. What a story. That's really cool. Um, I'm not familiar with love and hip hop. I mean, I can, I can kind of imagine what it's about, but can you give us an overview? Yeah, definitely. Love and hip hop is, I think it's still the highest rated cable show on definitely on, on VH1. It's like their, uh, you know, their bread and butter. But um, at one point it was the highest rated cable reality TV show. Um, it's where Cardi B got her, you know, her start. Um, people like Joe Budden, who has that huge podcast now, Remy Ma. Um, so it's a, it was a show pretty much in the ilk of uh, Real Housewives, Basketball Wives, a docuseries ensemble cast, um, following the lives of rappers and um, either their girlfriends or female rappers or people that are in the hip hop industry. Oh, that's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, so we live under a rock, or I at least, I should speak for myself. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so cool. Um, 
So what's the experience been like having your own production company? It's been amazing. You know, it's it's the it's the classic thing of being an entrepreneur, right? I think like you love yourself in the morning when you start out, you probably hate yourself by two o'clock and then something happens where you kind of like yourself again. You know, it's that it's the up and down. It's the it's the roller coaster. But, you know, as I said, my mom passed away in 2018. That was a big life change for me. Mm -hmm. And and my cousin who like grew up with my mother as a second mom, it was a big life change for him, too. And we were like, why are we still working for other people? Let's let's kind of do this for ourselves. And he had a um, came from a different industry than I did, had a really decorated career in advertising. He was a creative director for Deutsch, uh, worked right under Donnie Deutsch and uh, then started his own company, pairing brands and agencies. And um, yeah, we just we come from this big Italian family of storytellers and personalities. And we kind of always knew we wanted to work together. So this was like our chance. We were like, let's just do this. We formed Ola Media, like I said, named it after our Sicilian grandmother and um yeah, working with him is like amazing. I mean, we grew up like brother and sister. We've never lived further than like a mile away from each other, even when we lived in the city. And we moved back to Jersey. Um, he was in my wedding party. I'm the godmother to his kids. So we're like super, super close. And there's there's a shorthand when you work with someone that you love so much, you know, um, mm -hmm. whether it's your friend or your cousin. Like a lot of people are like, oh, we're like family. We're like, no, we really are family, you know. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's, you know, we make it a point to kind of, you know, work with people that we really enjoy and love and like just have a lot of fun doing it. Um, so it's been really great. We've got to work on a ton of different projects, everything from like internal corporate content to commercials to casting and TV shows. Um, so, you know, we're pretty much vertically agnostic where we get to do a bunch of different things, which is uh, which is great. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm curious about that, right? Because because it sounds like most of the, the TV shows like Love and Hip Hop were reality shows. Am I right yeah. about that? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just I'm curious what. Oh, sorry. My <laughs> <laughs> dog's downstairs, so hopefully we won't hear her. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, Latka. Um, that's that's my great, dog. Great name for a dog, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> My wife has a phenomenal recipe from her mom for those. So Ooh. she makes them every so often. They're they're pretty great. Ooh. <laughs> awesome. I, I've yet to find a very good recipe, so I may, may oh, have to for that one. I can send it over. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> um so mo most of the, the TV productions like Love and Hip Hop yep. we were talking about earlier are reality shows. Right. I'm just curious for because I think some of our listeners, I know me included it, are not totally aware of like how can you just walk us a little bit through the process, kind of like a maybe a typical day on set of what that might look like compared to, you know, let's say just your um, scripted, you know, yeah. kind of comedy or drama. Like how is how is working on that genre maybe different from others? Yeah, I mean, I would say the main difference is when you're not following a script is, um, you know, and I think what makes shows more successful than other others is the producers and people behind the scenes really have to get to know the cast um, like inside and out. Like you're sitting yeah. with these people that you cast, you know, sometimes two to three to four months in pre-production learning everything about them. And I mean, like everything. These people at, at points are calling your phone at two, three in the morning. Um, you know, like a lot of my former cast members actually came to my wedding. You get incredibly close with them. And 
you're really learning everything about them to see, you know, how they react. It's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a, like a, a crash course in psychology too, to mm. anticipate like what they're going to do, how they're going to act. So how it works is like, you know, your pre-production is really sitting with these people, finding out how they're intertwined with one another organically, um, and then creating story arcs um, around what you anticipate are going to be big tentpole things that are happening throughout the season. Mm. Um, and most people are like, oh, it's so scripted and blah, blah, blah. I, I have to say, like, you know, being behind the scenes on such a, a juggernaut show like Love and Hip Hop, like it, most of the stuff that happened um, that people thought were scripted would surprise the hell out of you that it wasn't. Like it, every day we were surprised by what was what was actually happening on set. Hmm. Um, and, and your shoot schedules are, are pretty, uh, pretty intense. You're going for like two shoots a day. Usually, uh, we shot sometimes like seven, eight months of the year, um, straight wow. through. Um, yeah. And it, it's really about kind of being malleable, being able to pivot, being able to kind of write on the fly. It, it's really a test. And, and I think it's hopefully going to train me for parenthood of not being married to any one plan because it, it changes, constantly so you kind of have to be up for that whether a location falls through that's not set or what cast member isn't talking to another one and you have to pivot to maybe shoot another scene um it's it's kind of a test on on just being able to pivot uh very very quickly but it's uh it's really like this living breathing animal it's very very exciting to be a part of because because no day is the same and you kind of don't know you have a loose idea obviously of what you're doing each day but you know your day can take a completely different turn which is which is kind of fun yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. That's really, really amazing to hear. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking about it. It's It really is so much spontaneity in terms of, but it's interesting you said, so some of it, you said feel scripted or there is some script involved. Like what, what, how does that factor in yeah like i mean if you you know you guys have a podcast so that's your you know so like say that's one aspect of your life so you know it's pretty much like i would talk to you you know another producer would talk to Alyssa, find out um what's going on between the two of you guys and we're giving you guys a setting to do that to have that interview or to have that like um interaction you know so if i know something maybe is there's something you guys, you know, that's important that you have to talk about. Maybe he's going to be a little contentious or heated. We're just providing like the backdrop. We know that the two sides of the story mm. and maybe those people haven't had that conversation yet. We're providing the backdrop for you guys to go have that conversation. Ah. So, I mean, people say it's scripted in the sense of, well, yeah, you're like sitting at a restaurant and there's cameras pointed at it. I'm like, yeah, because we're not like, this isn't like real world. We're not putting them in a house or we're not following them around. It's not a follow doc. We're, we're yeah. actually just setting you know, like trying to put some form and uh, organization really right. around filming these different scenes. So we're setting you up at a restaurant, setting you up maybe, you know, if you guys were in the same city and recording a podcast in one location, we'd come and film at your podcast. Um, right. We've had many radio DJs, you know, we've had tons of rappers and artists. We film at their studios, we film at their radio stations, we film if they own restaurants or whatever. So we're filming in their native locations and then sometimes setting up, you know, different locations where they can actually film. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's super fascinating. So cool. Oh my goodness. Okay. So there aren't writers necessarily, or there are writers, but they're not writing scripts. They're they're writing um, or they're essentially giving like what you said. Yeah. It's more about story arc. So if you were to look at my life right now, it's okay. Let's like, we're filming with Lauren for the next seven months. What's happening. Okay. Like she and her wife are having a baby. Um, her wife is trying to start a new business while trying to raise a newborn. Like I have a new offset of my business, you know, um, 
my whatever nieces are graduating high school, like you would go over all the things that are happening in my life and try to, you know, kind of arc out what my story arc would be, you know, and maybe my story is like, okay, how do I balance being a new mother and running a new company, you know? Um, and maybe that's my arc for the season and then how everyone plays into it in my world. How does my best friend play into it? Mm -hmm. How do my, you know, siblings play into it? It's kind of really more story producing than, than writing per se. Interesting. Interesting. Very cool. cool. Um, that is, I think that's going to be fascinating to our listeners because I think a lot of us consume reality TV and we have a lot of ideas about it and we don't really know how it's made. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely a different beast. Um, but, and every reality show is done a little bit differently, you know, of the competition shows and the shows like, uh, the dating shows, all of those are kind of a different, different format, you know, um, than ensemble or docuseries, but yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting, uh, it's an interesting vertical. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, there's something I was going to ask and it just slipped my mind. Uh, so what are, oh yeah. So what are, what are some of the projects that you're working on with Dola Media now, if, mm-hmm. if you're allowed to share? Yeah, there's a lot of, um, so there's a lot of internal corporate um, projects that we're working on right now that I, you know, kind of can't share um, and commercials for different brands and stuff like that. Um, it's funny. We are, we still, you know, always are going to pitch tv shows but sometimes that feels like the definition of insanity because of the amount of times you hear no and that's like Mm -hmm. you know in this industry i think we all know that you can't be afraid of that word right you can't take it personally um it's something you hear probably more often than yes uh so we have a lot of shows that are um we've done sizzles for and we've casted um that are kind of in development right now with different partner production companies uh, and networks. So, you know, the industry's definitely been interesting, I would say the last four or five months, which I'm sure you've like, you yeah. know, heard from other people you've interviewed yeah. um, mm-hmm. just with all the mergers and everything that are happening and the way the economy is, it's, it's been an interesting time. So there's a lot of things that we are kind of holding back on pitching just to wait till the smoke clears a little bit. And that's why it's given us time to really focus on this other side of things. Um, which is funny because it's still all the same muscle, right? It's casting um, mm-hmm. people to be in front of the camera. It's, you know, putting together a great crew to shoot it in an interesting way, um, getting subject matter experts and writers to work on it. So it's like each of these corporate pieces or each of these commercials that we're doing or branded content pieces are really just like small little shows. That's kind of how we look at it. Totally. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. So Everything you're doing sounds like it would need such a huge team, but I guess you provide that service. Like you will find people to do casting. You will find a crew. You'll find people to post all that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're, we're blessed to have worked with in so many different verticals. So we've worked with so many different directors who say, you know, there's people who are better at, if we're doing like something in nature, like we've done fishing shows in the past, nature shows in the past. So maybe that director is going to have a certain aesthetic versus a person who might shoot a music video or someone who's more of a food, um, you know, a director of food and, and beverage content. So we have so many great directors and editors and DPs um, and hair and makeup people and audio techs like these 
great groups of people that we can kind of tap in, into dependent upon what the job calls for or what the project calls for. And we have them all over the country, which is great. So it's not, again, we're not really like vertically or location agnostic. We can kind of work anywhere and, you know, within whatever budgets, because you can shoot a commercial that's a crazy amount of money, or you can shoot like a social piece that's not going to be that much. And you kind of have to know who to tap into. It's really like a, you're tasked with like recruiting and like talent, you know, it's really, it's really all talent that we deal with at the end of the day, whether it's in front of the screen or behind. But like past projects that like we've worked on, you know, over the past, whatever, a couple of years, it was funny. Like the first week we were in business, we got a call from a, um, the owner of a tech company. Do you remember that? You guys remember that game HQ trivia that everyone was playing? It went live. Oh, yes. Like, yes. Okay. So we got a call from one of the, the, a company that was funded by the same company that funded HQ trivia funded this other tech company. And I got a call um, from this guy who was like, I found you because I know you were on the team that helped found uh, helped cast Cardi B. And I'm looking for someone to cast and produce this new um, tech game show that I have coming out. I'm like, well, that's interesting. So we went to go meet him. He had the show called Out of Tune, which was pretty much like at HQ trivia. So it would like they'd play 10 songs. Everyone on their phones would have to guess which song it was. And if you did, you'd win some sort of like prize or some sort of money. And everyone was like going crazy for it. So we were tasked to like cast the host, cast the on talent on camera talent. Um, and you know, mon- you know, get some brand interest behind it. And that was like one of our first projects out of the gate. And it was awesome. It was like a realm I wouldn't think I would work in, but it was a game show app and it was like really wildly successful. It lasted for like a year. And that was like such a fun, different project, you know? Um, so cool. Yeah, really cool. And then we did a great cooking show with Aisha Curry, um, Steph Curry, the basketball player's wife. We did a six episode cooking show with her. Um, we did this very fun show called wild about whiskey, where we went around to different cities with this, uh, awesome host and, um, kind of interviewed like the different master distillers and, and explored different cities. Um, We've done a lot of like commercial work for the New York Comedy Festival and um, the Yang campaign when he was running for president. Mm. Um, yeah. And then we were trying to do a documentary on the Vans Warp Tour, uh, which we're still currently trying to sell right now. So that's something we're kind of actively working on. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you guys remember Vans Warp Tour? It was like that music mm. festival that's been, that was going on in like, you know, 2000s. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. one I don't remember. Yeah, it was like an alt rock festival. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, but there's been you know tons of tons of fun projects that we've uh, that we've worked on. Those are those are kind of like some of the the top ones that that stick out. Those sound so fun, and it's cool that you've had the opportunity to marry your music background with this new venture in so many different iterations. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny. At some point in my career, I owned a small company that did music licensing. So I tried to get, um, you know, different bands, uh, you know, on TV shows and movies and stuff like that. And and I always loved that. And it's funny how music always seems to find us again. Like my cousin now in his spare time does a lot of uh, writing and um, composing and stuff. And he's we're actually trying to get some of his songs out there again which is fun. It seems like we always just circle back to that. It's like in our bloodline. It's, it's what we grew up doing. And it's funny how we like, you know, keep coming back around to that. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely like a through line in, uh, in what we do. And we get hit up a lot to do stuff like that. Just given even like love and hip hop was really at the end of the day, there was so much 
music uh that was you know running through that show uh it was just great to be around i I grew up listening to a ton of different genres but 90s hip-hop was definitely uh one of the ones always in rotation so for me it was really cool to be on a show like that with the music that uh and and culture that i love so much yeah yeah Yeah, that's awesome um and did i just see you in a picture with one of the daughters from um, My Unorthodox Life. Yes. Am I saying the name of that show right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. Okay. I love that show. Yeah, we did a small project with a couple different TikTok stars. Um, and she was one of the friends of this woman, Donna Hassan, that we did a show with. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yep. So that was, uh, yeah, that was definitely a, a fun shoot. But oh yeah. I was so to that show. I love that show. My wife and I were like glued to that show. Yeah. I just couldn't stop. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard. (laughs) That's cool. That's really cool. Um, Well, I mean, it's amazing. You, you've done a lot of really cool stuff and when just going on the Dola media website to the, um, like the quality of the um, video is so strong. You could just tell that like you guys are the real deal. It's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We, um, you know, we, it's, it's, it's just, we have fun every day, you know, which I think is, is what it's all about. I think it comes through in the work when you're, when you're having fun and you love what you do. Um, you know, life's, life's, too short to hate what you what you do to hate your day to day you know so I really feel like if you follow what you're passionate about eventually the rest kind of falls into place um so yeah I think it just kind of comes through in the work how much fun we have um and how we kind of love the people that we that we work with we kind of bring them we always say we bring them like into our little family and we tend to like use a lot of the same people over and over again because we like having that rapport um Mm. you know with either our crew or people in front of the camera and we're tasked to do like so many different things. You'd be so surprised about the stuff that we get hit up for. Um, like recently we were tasked to uh, cast some talent, not even cast, kind of bring talent to this NFT agency to create NFT collections around um, different celebrities. So that's like another side project that we're working on, which is crazy. But yeah, it's like I, you never kind of know again, like where your day is going to take you or, or where this is going to lead you. But it's again, really all about just talent and content and storytelling. Yeah, totally. And that flexibility and like the just being able to roll with it in the moment. And yeah, that a that will definitely serve you as as a parent. One hundred percent. I'm hoping. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also just such an admirable quality and something that, you know, I think a lot of artists strive to have. and, And it's a very difficult thing to to attain that. So I just yeah, I just want to commend that i'm i'm just kind of in awe hearing about how how flexible and and rolling with it that that you are and i'm sure that also includes right with all these different shoots traveling quite a bit right yeah yeah definitely i mean there was one year i think it was last year we were in i don't know like 13 different states um throughout the year um just shooting different content that couldn't have been more different i mean we were shooting at one point like a commercial for a mold remediation company not sexy at all but like (laughs) fun you know and then we were shooting like that whiskey show in like louisville and you know and in denver so it's uh yeah it's it's crazy you kind of just have to be flexible and and i don't know like not get married to any one plan like there's there's always a solution to things and i find that 
I do bring that into my everyday life. And and so does my business partner and cousin. We're such like a solutions based, uh, you know, company, like mm-hmm. in our mindset is that way. We always try to figure out a way uh, to make something happen. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. That's really incredible. And I love that you are working with your cousin. I just think that's so adorable and awesome. And not everybody has that relationship with a family member. Um, And a lot of people shy away, I think, from working with family. People are afraid to do it, afraid to let work get in the middle of a relationship. But when it works, it just works. And I know that we all know as artists how special a collaboration is and when it just is right and when you gel and when you each are able to bring your separate skill sets together to make something incredible and when you work really well off of each other like Lauren's that collaborator for me I worked on a project yeah she's just the best um but I it was like 2021 or so we'd been working on the podcast for a year and I had a was working on a different project with another person and I was like wow Lauren is a dream collaborator (laughs) I don't know if I could ever work with anyone else Um, that's not quite true but um you know when it works it works and I I just think that's so so cool and great and I love it oh thank you it's I mean again it's just really fun and like you said like there are strong suits that I have that he doesn't and vice versa, you know, like I am definitely the person that is keeping everything organized and kind of, you know, the marionette, if you will, behind the scenes. Um, I'm definitely OCD. I'm totally fine with admitting that I am. Um, He is definitely more the creative type. You know what I mean? Not that we're not both, but he can like the way his mind works is just amazing. He's like one of the most creative people I've, I've ever met. And, um, we just work really well together, you know, and it helps that we know what each other's going to say in the room. If we're in meetings, I, I know where he's going. I know what he's thinking. There's often times that we're saying the same thing at the same time. And I think that just, you know, comes from being so close and it helps that we have our, we have a, a like a baby picture of the two of us up on our website from, you know, from 19, whatever it was, 80 something. <laughs> so oh. that always gets a lot of people talking, which is fun too. Yeah, definitely. No, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, now I'm so looking fun. at it. <laughs> so yep. sweet. My cousin tells me I look captured in the picture. I don't know what that means. He's looks, he looks like someone like captured you and like dressed you in that outfit. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. He wants to recreate the picture so badly. I'm like, I don't know if I can find a shirt that looks like that anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> my aunt's house still has the same fireplace. So we're thinking at some point we're going to uh, we're going to recreate it and put it up on the website. Oh, my God. I think <laughs> definitely like maybe on, a you know, the next big anniversary, yeah. the five year anniversary or something. You guys, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I like that. I like where you're going with that. Oh, yeah, I love that. You have yeah. to. Yeah. You definitely have to. Yep, not a bad idea. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to hear, we've, we've started asking our guests a couple, a couple of other things. Just sure. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, and maybe also tying into what we said, the, the industry is changing, right? There's a, an impending strike that's going on. Like there's been this kind of weird slowdown kind of, I don't know, floating feeling kind of, um, I'm curious, what do you, what do you do when things feel maybe like unknown and just unclear in path in the industry? Like what, what do you do to kind of bring yourself just comfort in those moments of uncertainty? 
Yeah, that's a great question because I have to say just the overall mood and sentiment and even people that I've been, you know, worked with for decades now are all like, this is the slowest I think I've seen it in this industry, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And it's definitely changing. And, you know, I think it's definitely a little disappointing right now, but I always think I, I just in general in life, it's always good to have you know, different baskets and different buckets that kind of fill you up and other things going on that bring you joy. And whether that's just, you know, cooking or doing something active or your family, like I've always been the mentality of not really to like dwell on anything and not sweat the small stuff. And as cliche as it sounds and, and that flexibility component. But again, I think after losing my mother, like your perspective really changes when something that profound happens and you really mm-hmm. learn to really not sweat anything that like is, you know, going to be fixed at some point, you know? So I think for me, I tend to just pour myself more into creativity. I find that like, and even my business partner, Anthony, we tend to like create more in these times because we're like, okay, we have downtime, hmm. maybe a little bit where there's not so many projects and we're not spinning as many plates. So maybe now is the time to really create something else, you know, and that's kind of where this like HR um, division of our company came from because we're, you know, it was like something that we had done late last year and we're like, huh, now that we have time to think on it more, like this is something that can really... Um, be its own beast, you know? So I think, uh, I don't know. I think creativity always breeds creativity. And, uh, you know, I, I just find that we've, I kind of put myself into more things that I love. So that's, you know, keep yourself busy in, in other ways and realize like, you know, this too shall pass type thing, you know, everything's gonna, everything will be on a, on a, it's like a swinging pendulum. It'll come back up again. Yeah. I love it so much. And I think there's, there's, so much of that that resonates for me too. The creativity brings creativity. Yeah. Um, during the pandemic, uh, the yeah, when everything just shut down, I, I, everybody responded so differently. But for me, I was like, oh my god, like I'm gonna come out of my skin if I don't do something that yep. makes me feel creative and connected. And um, somebody in my my acting kind of community at the time said around this New York Times article that was like actors are reading plays on zoom in their living room just to like stay connected. Yeah. And I took that and I was like, let's do this. I like emailed it to 15 people. Uh, and Alyssa was included. I love this. It was like, let's make a, let's just make a virtual theater company. Like let's just read, just read plays. And then it turned, it really did turn into like a virtual theater company. People got crazy with like props and, virtual backgrounds and music and directors came That's in. So awesome. So I you, love that. Yeah. You're so what, what you're just saying, like really like sparked a, a light bulb in my head of how that, yeah. And I don't think if a pandemic hadn't happened, I don't think I would have had maybe the time or even right. idea to be like, yeah, I'm going to, turn into a producer for right yeah well it forced people to really slow down I mean for good or for bad I I actually think what came out of it was quite beautiful because it did force people to kind of refocus themselves on what's really important you know right and um um, and get back to some things that make them happy I have so many friends I had a friend that was like I took up stained glass painting that I used to do when I was like younger because it made me happy I've taken up 
roller skating again. My wife was a, a competitive figure skater for like 18 years. And she was like, I'm going to get back on the ice again. And she did. And now she's coaching and teaching. And cool. like, I think people just kind of got back to that. I, I wrote, I wrote a children's book during the pandemic. Cause I was like, I've always loved writing. I love writing what? children's books. So I was like, all right, let me try to write a couple of those. I've done nothing with them, of course, but I'm like, just to get the writing out of me, you know? So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's like a beautiful thing to, see what else you're you're really interested in you know and kind of explore that yes 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 that's so yeah. cool that you wrote a children's book Alyssa yeah. also wrote an amazing children's book oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah I had written it before but that was my pandemic project it came out in February of 2021 so it's so oh, funny oh yes that's awesome yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, now you can read your book to your son. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's so cute. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's oh, of course. It's so wonderful getting to know you. Um, this is side note. You also have an awesome voice. I don't know if you've ever considered going into like any kind of voiceover or radio production, like something, something else. Just just oh thank you thank you i agree oh that's awesome maybe i'll, I'll maybe I'll, I'll try to that'll be the new uh creative outlet <laughs> I mean, it's real though. It's awesome. that's awesome um, thank you guys so much this was this was a lot of fun yeah thank you this was so amazing i think you're so impressive and i'm excited to continue to follow dola media and your work and um hear about your new baby boy oh yeah. thanks a lot guys Awesome. Yes. Best of luck with everything. We're, we're thinking good thoughts for you guys and very, very soon. Definitely. Well, I'll keep you guys posted and definitely keep in touch. Thank you so much for listening. We always love hearing from you. You can email us at positivecreativitypodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at positivecreativitypodcast. And for more info on our guest today, please view the show notes. Join us next time on Positive Creativity Podcast.